The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, March 20th, 2019, season 15, episode number, very first, number one, Uno. It's the beginning of a new year. Oh. And I got now my guys it, here with me. It all makes sense. What'd you guys get to before you we got to, Uno? Knows. We got to, I, I don't know, I you erased know. it before. <laughs> I erased it before this show. I don't know. I don't remember. Probably what it was. like 60. No, it was in the hundreds. It was in the hundreds. Definitely. It was probably around 100. Probably around 115, 120. Uh-huh. Like yeah. Right. I got my guys here with me Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Brian Broaddus. Uh, and of course, I'm back. So the show is now going to be really, really great. So I'm glad you guys tuned in today hmm. to hear some of this good talk on Cowboys football. Uh, and we've got some stuff to talk about. Cowboys have gotten a little busy this week in free agency. There are three. Players that uh, that have been in the building, one at the Cowboys, have signed this week. Uh, now, actually, there are a couple other guys that have been signed. We'll get into some of those a little bit later. But I want to start first with the big signing yesterday. Cowboys uh, agreed to terms with Randall Cobb, uh, wide receiver uh, from the Green Bay Packers. They signed him to a one-year, $5 million deal. Um, he is an eight-year vet, 28 years old. Uh, his best season was in 2014, where he had 91 catches, 1,287 yeah. yards, 12 touchdowns. Phenomenal year. However, uh, he's missed uh, only 11 games in the last three seasons. Eh, it's not horrible, but not great. Um, and in 2018, had nine games that he played, six starts, 38 receptions, 383 yards, two touchdowns. Why the drop in 2018? Let's start there. Oh. It's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, the team wasn't very good either. I mean, like um, Aaron Rodgers dropped. I mean, that'd be a lot of. I mean, they had issues. Obviously, we're as Parcells would say, trying to keep you know our house from burning down. So I don't really know exactly what was going on there, but I know that their team wasn't as good. And and you know that's Randall Cobb has been a, a really good player for for that team and, and on a great quarterback and with a great quarterback. Uh, so when when he has has struggled and and you know they've had a lot of dysfunction it seemed like with the offense and who pointing fingers and all that so uh you know he was a good role player and it all kind of went down and so um but he still those two two touchdowns one of them i believe was a 75 yard mm-hmm. touchdown to win the game against the bears so he he's got some downfield production that's that you don't we haven't seen from a slot receiver yeah they started the opening day with him and i mean they've they've really featured him he made some incredible plays and then as you go through the season you know there was a couple times the washing game you know his numbers were low i was trying to kind of see a division opponents maybe somebody he played that you know he would play against and washington just happened to be one of them i mean he runs a route that's beautiful that you know gets himself inside and it drops the ball. It would have been probably a 60-yard pass, but he doesn't drop many passes. I mean, Nick's right. I, I think where the, 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 they had some dysfunction with the offense. The quarterback was you know, kind of off early. He got banged up a little bit. And then they were trying to get him the football you know, it, when they could. But it just – he's still – when you watch him play, everything underneath is really, really good. You know, and you know, everybody's going to think, oh, you can use him as an outside receiver as well. Down the field, I don't know if it's that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not like Beasley. I think it's probably a little bit better than what you get from Beasley down the field. 
But he's going to do very similar things to what Beasley does. Again, a report I just watched in the tape this morning, watching him play against New England and people like that. He, he does all the underneath stuff, but where he's different is the run after the catch. That's where, you know, with Beasley, you get you get a throw, it's an eight-yard catch, and he's down. With this guy, you get a catch, you get a, a, a move, another move, and then you get a, a 14, 15-yard gain with the way he plays. So I think that's where the big – I think Beasley's probably quicker than him. Where I think, though, you talk about the physicality which the player plays with out of the slot – is going to be different. And now with, with Randall Cobb, he's a secure catcher of the football. Uh, you know, you put it anywhere in that catch radius, he's going to make a play. But the physicality in which he plays it with is going to be completely different than Cole Beasley. The, I, the irony, which to answer your question, he couldn't shake a hamstring injury last year. It kept him out. And as somebody who had him on my fantasy team, I know, like from week to week. <laughs> every week was, you were looking at that. Every, it was like, you know, it was like, well, Cobb will be back this week, and like that's Rogers' guy. Like he's he's gonna come through. Oh, nope, he's inactive again. Okay. Oh, he's inactive again. Okay, cool. So, uh, I think he missed six games, five in a row, something like that. It was a big part of it. Uh, but you know, twenty-eight-year-old Pro Bowlers aren't cheap if they're healthy. Like that's that's part of it. Hopefully, he can shake it. I do. It's funny. The reason I said irony is because the Cowboys have had so many problems with hamstrings, and I don't think there's an injury that makes fans matter faster than hamstring. Like, you don't want to yeah. see that on an injury report. So it's something to watch. Um, hopefully he can shake it. But the year the year before last year, 2017, without Rodgers playing a significant chunk of the season, he had 66 catches for 6.53 and four touchdowns, which is right up there, if not better, than basically all of Cole Beasley's seasons. You know what, what I like is what Brian is saying. You know, let's let's don't act like he's going to just go down the field all the time yeah. at vertical. But what I do think is, and this whole thing is, it's about Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is your stud wide receiver. He's your star. He can actually play all these positions. And when he does slide inside, because that is the most favorable matchup, you don't have to take Cobb off the field right. like Beasley really needed to come off the field. You can still do the things you need to do. It won't be a strong suit, but it is something that he can do. Yeah. So, so talk to me about his comparison to Cole Beasley. Brian, you just kind of started yeah. breaking out some of those comparisons. Is this a better move for the Cowboys? Have they upgraded this position? Or do you think it's it's less than you had before and why? I think it's very similar to what you had. I think it's, you know, if you're trying to protect yourself and say, okay, if we're going to lose something, what are we losing? We lo- you know, we're losing this number of catches. I think this guy's capable of making those plays. I think where where. This guy, again, I keep saying this, what this guy's different is he has an idea where the sticks are. You know, when he catches the ball and it's a third and seven and he catches a five-yard pass, he's going to run over somebody to get eight yards. He is going to make sure that he's beyond the sticks. He's going to make sure. He's actually a pretty good red zone player, too. Now, again, Cowboys don't use red zone receivers very much since Des Bryant has walked out of here. It's hand the ball off, you know, and so those numbers kind of get a little bit skewed. But you watch Rodgers and stuff throw him the football. I mean, he knows how to get separation. Cole Beasley is very similar. So I, I think that to me it's it's some of those things that oh yeah they completely upgraded where they upgraded is with a with a with a more physical player when it comes to throwing him the football underneath and then him getting north and south really quickly. I think they completely upgraded to be perfectly honest. And I hate to I hate to throw dirt on a guy leaving town. Like I don't you know I think Cole Beasley's a really good player. I think he's an underrated player. And again, Randall Cobb's health is going to be a big part of this. If he can't get on the field, it's it's not going to matter. But 
you're talking about a guy who can play inside and outside. I know, you know, he's probably not going to spend a ton of time just racing downfield because that's not Dak's game, but he can. You go, Nick brought it up just now. He catches a 12-yard in, breaks a tackle, houses it 75 yeah. yards, and most of that is his work. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley's not doing that. He never did that in his career. Uh, he, 2013, Hail Mary to beat the Bears to make the playoffs, gets behind the defense and catches a 65-yard bomb to win the game. Cole Beasley did that once in his final regular season game with the Cowboys final catch. on a broken play. Mm-hmm. He didn't catch any balls in the playoffs at all? No, I was just talking about, if you remember the Giants game. Uh, but, the, well, the, I, I'm being... I'm being what's the, I'm being a stickler because I'm sure he caught some balls in the playoffs. But sure. yeah. that's that's not Cole Beasley's game. Randall Cobb can do that. Again, he can move out. I'm fascinated by the thought that Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb can both move inside and outside. They can both create separation within twelve yards. They can both go downfield. Yeah. Um it it's gonna it's gonna hinge on I mean the downfield stuff gets covered with him. That's with, that, with, that, Cobb? with Cobb. Okay, yeah. I got it. The downfield stuff does get covered. I'm sure it does. I mean, it, he that's, can... he, 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 the separation for Cobb is is underneath. That's where the separation, the I... route running. He can when you watch him play, his ability to he he has the same ability as Cole Beasley is to, to to spin receivers or mm-hmm. excuse me to spin the corners. Mm-hmm. You know, to, I mean, his route run. It, it reminds me of like when you watch Miles Austin, Nick run mm-hmm. routes, or mm-hmm. Derek. When it, it's all the same speed. It's not. There's not any kind of uh, hesitation or wasted motion or stuff. But when you, I think when you talk about extended speed down the field, I'm not sitting there saying run him on nine routes. I run him on deep on digs no, and stuff like that. I'm definitely not suggesting that. I am. I am saying. I think. Would you agree? He poses a more realistic threat. 15 and 20 and 25 yards down the field in Colby's. Yeah, I'd say in the 15 to 18 yard range, absolutely. Because there's times when you watch him down the field when Rodgers would try and throw him the ball, there's not the separation. Right. The long speed is not. And and that's, but you watch Cole Beasley. What's the problem with Cole Beasley? Cole Beasley was too short. You couldn't see him down the right, field. Right, right. Now, this guy's 5'10. But he is a physically bigger player when, than, than what Cole Beasley is. I'll, I'll say this Cole Beasley is a quicker player than him. Yeah. I will oh, say I don't have any problem with that. He's a that. quicker player. But, but where, where this guy gets separation is his ability to win off the line and then lean on a guy and then get into the break. I think that's where he's going he's gonna to do some good. He's had uh, 13 touchdowns with 30 yards or more, and Beasley had two. Now, I, you know, again, I mean, these are it's just easy to compare the two, but I also think it's important to also remember that NFL teams are doing their homework. The Cowboys have done their homework, the Bills, all these teams have done their homework. There's a reason why Beasley's market value is higher, and it was even higher for the Cowboys, who I believe offered him a six million per year contract. Probably all about the injuries, right? Right. right. So it's like on paper, you can sit here and say he's more productive, he, he's, he's got more you know touchdowns down the field, um, but and more catches, more yards, stats, Pro Bowls, but. The market value was higher for Beasley. Yeah, Absolutely. and I, I think that's yeah. all about the fact that you look yeah. at uh, right now <clears throat> the players that we're going to talk about a little bit throughout the show. Uh, they're players that the reason why the Cowboys have interest and the reason why the Cowboys are talking to them is because there's big upside, and but there's risk, and the risk typically is associated with injury. And right. so it's either injury or age. And so it's one of those things where, of course, his value is higher because Cole has been a relatively healthy player for most of his career. Randall Cobb has not been. But – the upside, if you can get him on one of those healthy years, can be significant, and that's yeah, why the Cowboys which, are willing to go here. I think this is an this is a higher upside than the guys that they typically bring in, right. in my opinion. Yeah, like, I, agree I mean, Kerry Hyder had an eight sack year. I don't, I don't think even they're expecting that from him. You know, like he's clearly a 
a bridge signing, a guy that can come in and play. Maybe you draft at that position. I think Randall Cobb, if he's healthy, I think, yeah, I think his upside is far higher than most Cowboys free agents. Yep. And I, the thing I love about this signing particularly is because I think it gives you one more guy in this offense who can take it the distance. Because you think about it right now, you got Zeke, you got Amari Cooper, you got Gallup, who's become a bit of a, a deep right. threat for them. Let's see right. if he continues to develop in that way. Um, but you look at all those different options, you look at even a guy like Tavon, if they figure out how to use him. He has the ability with deep with speed to be able to, yeah. to make big plays. The point is there are a lot of guys that will be on the field that defenses have to be aware that whenever they catch the ball, even if it's a short route, if the guy doesn't make the tackle, they have the speed to be able to get downfield and, and make a big play out of it. And the, that, I think, helps us offense. Yeah, this guy doesn't have many poor passes thrown in his direction. But when there are poor uh-uh. passes, you could see. I mean, you, you, you the guy's got some concentration on that. that Rodgers... Rodgers will. Th- we all know Rodgers. He'll throw the ball and he'll throw the ball to guys. And you're like, he has no. Whoa, oh why they caught it. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. he'll put it between two guys. Like Cobb was running around against uh, against the Bears, where he wasn't. I don't think he was even expecting the ball. And, it, and next thing you know, it's between the linebacker and the safety. And I mean, Rodgers just puts it, and then and Cobb just puts his hands up and it catches. And then you know, and he's now he's got you know 13, 14 more yards and. So, yeah, this guy is one of those – you talk about something, snatch the football, catch. This is what this quarterback here needs. He needs somebody, though, when it is a bad ball, when it is a bad throw that, you know – and we've seen Cole Beasley take it off the back of his helmet before. Yeah, yeah. So you, you need to continue to add guys like that that can help the quarterback. How does this affect Alan Hearns? Guys, anybody – nobody I, – I, Alan Hearns can run for president here. And everybody would vote for him. I mean, and the, yeah, the, great guy. I mean, no, I mean, everybody comes him, hugs him, and is glad to see him. And he's like, no, you know, but yeah, more so than being a great guy, he is beloved by decision makers here. Yeah, I think sure. that's important to remember. I think that I think the fact that Alan Hearns, with when when they made the trade, and it, it looked like that the, the receiver by committee thing was not going to work. Alan Hearns could have like pouted and you know been pissed off and he might have been in private. He, but you know what? He kept coming to work. When they did throw him the ball, he did make some plays. There was always like a game where you have one or two catches and you're like, oh, he had a touchdown. Oh, he had a 24 yard catch. Oh, okay. So I think that's why everybody respects Alan Hearns. That when it could have been really bad and he could have bitched, moaned, and complained, he didn't do any of that. And I think that's why people like him and respect him. Though I, I don't know how this affects him. I know people want to say, I'll let him go save money kind of a thing. I mean, I, I, I well, don't. There's, if you look at it purely black and white, yeah, you could cut him and save, what, $4 million? Like six, a, I $6 think. $6 million? Yeah. yeah. Looks um, like, it looks like it would be a $5 million save. Yeah, yeah, okay. split the difference. Yeah. yeah. You guys Which, were right there. You could still do that. You could, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Um, but I don't think this means anything right now. Again, it's a 90-man roster. You get into the off-season program, see how he's recovering. You could even take him to training camp. Um, I will see if Cobb stays healthy. Like that's yeah, another thing you have to consider. Absolutely. Right? I mean, he's he's a guy that can play inside and outside. Again, people might not want to hear it. Like they love his attitude and his work ethic. He's uh, much like Terrence Williams before him. Like he's willing to do the boring, dirty stuff that coaches love 
And that means something, whether or not you want him here or not. So I wouldn't write him off at all. No, I, I, I wouldn't write him off. But I, I'll say this. I think the guys underneath Hearns will be the one to maybe push him out. And, and I say this because if, if, if Austin is a part of this thing, which I think he will be from maybe a punt return, if Austin's a part of this, you've got Cobb, you've got Gallup, you've got Cooper, you've got four wide receivers you know aren't playing special teams for you. So you got another guy in there, Hearns, who doesn't do that. Um, you know, I, I think that if, if you see development out of uh, Noah Brown, uh, maybe Cedric Wilson, you know, we'll see about Lenore. I, I don't know. I'm not expecting a lot from him, but I still think that they draft someone. Now we're cooking. If with they gas. draft someone, then, <laughs> now it becomes really interesting. Right. right yeah. Especially in the top five rounds or so. So I, I just think that somebody might knock Hearns out. It won't necessarily be Cobb, it could be the development of a younger, cheaper guy. If they that were, can play special teams. That can play special teams. If they were to use a remotely valuable draft pick on a wide receiver, I think that changes things. Which, For Hearns, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about Robert Quinn and Eric Berry, two other players that were in the building yesterday. We'll talk about what the prospects are and why the Cowboys maybe should or should not sign these two players. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Kaboo, Texas is three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Ms. Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, The Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk extra and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Back to the break. 
Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking free agency. Cowboys getting active here in the second week of free agency. Uh, made a signing or agreed to terms, I should say, yesterday. Um, and today, uh, we, we keep waiting to hear more on Robert Quinn, Eric Berry. Let's start first with Robert Quinn. He visited yesterday. Uh, he is still under contract with the Dolphins, so this would require an actual trade where the Cowboys would have to give up something. We don't know what, but would have to give up something in order to acquire his services and then presumably would have to talk to him about the contract if they don't want to pay what he's already being paid. Pretty unique uh, scenario there. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but it's not usual to, you know, a guy under contract with another team making the rounds looking for a new place to play. So. Yeah, because it's not like you, whatever he whatever he sees, whatever he likes, he good relationship with the coach. Not like it really matters if yeah, the Dolphins aren't looking. To, he could have been banging on the table here yeah. yesterday, like "Get me here," and the Cowboys are like, eh, "We're not paying what the Dolphins are asking for." Sorry, right? Or we're not paying the contract that you're still. Yeah, so you have to give us. Yeah, so. there's a lot. There's two factors to it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But but also, I think what what some of this is is and Marinelli was got a chance to meet with them, and I know some of the other uh, coaches did as well. If you if you like him, you like really what what he can bring. You know, maybe this isn't a one year thing maybe it's like all right well you trade for you and he's supposed to make 11 million and maybe you give him 11 million right. over you know up front and then over a, maybe a two to three year deal right. i don't know yeah smart thing by chris greer down there the general manager from the dolphins you know he realizes that he's in a scheme change and if you look the reason why that quinn get to the dolphins was because of a scheme change in in uh in the rams so he's just trying to facilitate you know getting rid of some salary but also maybe getting a pick out of this thing. So smart move on. When his you say part. scheme change, explain for the folks. Well, out there scheme what you're change, yeah. You know, he went from four you know, three, four, three yeah. under Jeff Fisher and had great success. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Wade Phillips comes in. They try and make him a stand-up outside linebacker. No, he's a wide nine uh, outside technique. Hand on the ground. Hand on the ground and go get. I mean, you can watch him play Tyron Smith, and it, it, there's trouble for Tyron Smith in a lot of those games. So. Yeah, he goes to the Dolphins. You got Brian Flores is now the coach, New England. Okay, here we go. It's the same thing that happened with Hyder in Detroit. All of a sudden, he's playing as an under tackle, and they get to a 3 4 front. Okay, he now playing a nose. It's not good anymore. So they can you can move on from guys that way. And so I feel like the, the team I was worried about was the Saints. But I'm kind of getting a buzz that the Saints really might not be interested. That this might be just something they're just that they're looking. They're looking. They're kick, Yeah, they're kicking the tires. So let's see if that if that happens. Uh, but if you can work a trade, I think this is a great move for the Cowboys because I think it gives them a little bit more leverage in the Demarcus Lawrence uh, potential signing. If you ask me, I think it's a great move for a variety of reasons. You can go back multiple years like this is the type of stuff i've been begging for the cowboys to do i don't want you to give earl thomas 50 million dollars i want you to trade a 2020 pick and take on a little bit of salary and a you know a first a former first round pick a veteran who like he had a quote-unquote bad year last year and still had six and a half sacks which would have been second on this team yep right bring that guy in it reminds me of the Timmy Jernigan trade. I bring that mm-hmm. up all the time. Eagles moved back in the third round, you know, 10 spots and get this badass defensive tackle who goes lines up next to Fletcher Cox and makes their defensive line that much better on a Super Bowl run. Like these are the types of moves that smart aggressive teams do in free agency. Uh, you know, the the salary makes me curious cuz I wonder what they'd be willing to pay him on top of giving up the pick. Uh, but I think it's a great idea. Um 
I, I really hope they pull that one off. I think especially – and you say it will give him leverage with Lawrence. I say it gives him a right end if Randy Gregory can't play. Well, okay, I, so, I, yeah, I look at it, but I look at it this way. If it becomes an impasse, at least you know you have somebody that can rush the passer, whether it's Randy Gregory or not. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on about Randy Gregory. I think it gives you a right end, period. I mean, and then we'll see what okay. happens with Gregory. I mean, yeah. I think he's a better player than Gregory. Yeah. Well, that was actually my question. And if you I really what I want you guys is I want you to tell me kind of if you had to rank those three players, where does Quinn fall in relation to Tank and in relation to Randy Gregory? Is he the best of them? Is he worse than Tank but better than Lawrence? I mean, I'm sorry, better than, than Randy Gregory? Where does he fit in that in that group? You know, it's interesting. Who's your most important position if you had to say on the defensive line? Well, in this defense, right end. Right end. And they and they play Lawrence at left end. Does that tell you something? I, you know, we've been fighting about that for years because, like, <laughs> no, the, does it tell you something? The whole they don't think he could play right end. The whole they traded up thirteen spots in the draft for him because they said he was Is the he last right left end, end on the board. He's playing left end. Yeah, you don't think he could play right end? I, I don't think he could play right end as well as he's played left end. No, I really don't. I'd be curious to see him try. I think I think, I think Robert Quinn. I think Robert Quinn is a a bad you know what right end. I, I think do. that's. You think I he think would come that, in here and be the best defensive end on the team? I think, as far as pass rushing, absolutely yes. Wow, that's yeah. big. How and much tape now, have you watched of him now, to say that? I tell you, what, no, I, I, I've watched enough tape to know hit the way he plays, the style he plays. Okay. I've seen him play enough. When you start talking about explosiveness, pass rush moves, he does things. Lawrence is rare as a left end. I, we had this discussion yesterday. Look at the left ends in pro football. That I mean, if you're a left end and can rush the passer, you're rare. I'm not saying that Lawrence is a poor rusher. I'm just saying he plays left end. The the, the left ends in this league that have had that had great success: Reggie White, Michael Strahan, Khalil Mack. Okay, those are those those are pretty damn if, good players. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll take that. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I hear you. But but you're talking about they don't play him at right end. They've had a chance to play him at right end and they don't. That tells me something right there. You don't think he could do it if they just moved him over there? Like, I, I basically refuse to believe that he wouldn't be good at it. Have they moved him? I, maybe that's because they don't feel good about what that would look like. It's like, they don't the, it, have a guy that can handle under tackle, as well as Under he can. tackle, right, and right in and under tackle, the two most important positions. What position does he play? He that's plays, what I'm just saying. He plays left end. He plays left end. But do they have a guy that can play left end if Lawrence isn't doing it? That's the Now, this is where if you get Quinn... You've seen Crawford play in the suspension during the suspension of yeah. Lawrence. You saw Crawford play left end. What does your left end have to be able to do? He has to be able to play against the run. Right. That's where Lawrence is rare. He could play the run. He could play. He could rush the he pass. Rush, yeah. Yeah. That's basically. It's more important to them for him to play the run at left end and rush the passer over there than it is for him to play at right end. Exactly. And that's he's too well rounded of a player, and maybe it works against him. I bet if you lined him up at right end and said, go get the quarterback and don't worry about anything else, I bet he'd be pretty damn good at it. That's all I'm saying. Did he have more sacks? Yeah. You do? I think he could push for it. Yeah. If his only responsibility was rushing the passer, sure. I don't think he'd but you, have more sacks just because of the matchup going up against the left tackle. That's true, too. But, Maybe. I, I would like to see it. Yeah. I, I would mean, like to see it. But what what they have is, is working. I mean, really, you're talking about an upgrade over over Randy Gregory or Taco or, you know, and I, yeah. I think See, that's he, what you have to figure out, my, Taco. You have to figure out, okay, if, in fact, that you were to do something with Lawrence. Say, you know, this whole thing, I think it really hinges on the agent here. I really do. 
I think this whole deal hinges on the agent. And I hope if it gets close enough that the agent's not stubborn enough and then that Lawrence goes to the agent and says, we need to get this thing done. So let's. I, I don't want this thing. I don't want this thing to like to fester because you got two things happening. You have a coaching staff that's fighting for their lives right now, and you're starting about talking about not having enough players for them to you know to keep their jobs. And then you got the, the players thinking, well, what are our chances without Lawrence? Let's speak plainly. So most people, like common logic, you look at any beat writer, me included, us included. People are on Twitter saying this isn't about Demarcus Lawrence. This is about they don't have Randy Gregory. They need help with their pass rush. They're picking 58. This is a great way to do that. You're saying that this is a shot across the bow at Demarcus Lawrence. I think it's uh, Will McClay, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones. Look at all the moves. You even you had a, tw- a tweet yesterday talking about. Well, they filled this need. Well, yeah. they filled this need. Well, well, they filled this need. Yeah. It's all about protecting yourself on the roster. That's what this is. And if, in fact, that they cannot come to an agreement with Tank Lawrence, then, okay, what's our next option? Well, we've got a, if we've got Robert Quinn, at least we've got a pass rusher that Brian Bros thinks is pretty damn good, yeah. whether that means anything or not. Yeah. But, you know, here's the deal. I, I actually agree with you that I do think that this will give them leverage, and I think it's leverage that they probably will use, knowing how aggressively they go when it, goes to, when it comes to, to, to trying to negotiate deals. They're very aggressive in negotiating yeah. deals. So I think they'll use this leverage. How I personally feel about it is, though, I would actually look at it the opposite way if I were them. And what I mean by that is if I were able to get Robert Quinn, that would actually give me more impetus to figure out how to get it done with Lawrence. Because now I have an opportunity, and you don't get this opportunity very often. Yeah. I have an opportunity to have two really, really yeah. outstanding defensive ends that can rush the passer. That, again, if if we're talking go back to why I wanted yeah. them to go after Earl Thomas, is because I wanted them to take the step from being a good defense to being a great defense. You get two pass rushers yeah. like the quality of these guys, yeah. that can also push you to the direction of becoming a great defense. Your, your direction and your desire to go that direction is great until you meet... The big roadblock in front of you, the agent, the agent. <laughs> until you, until you, until you, until you have to deal with the money. You, I get it. I you're get you're it. you're a team that can't just sit there and say, "Oh, we've got one player." Wait till next year we're doing this show. Well, can you believe they haven't signed any of these seven guys yet? How are they going to play without Dak? How are they going to play without Zeke? How are they going to play without Byron Jones? Well, but uh, you know as much as I do, Brian, and this is something oh, that, that it, you've seen from years. Oh, they can get it done. You I'm can just, get it done. You can do whatever you want to do. You just got to be w- willing to figure it out. But that's what I'm saying. It, your willingness to figure it out might not be the gentleman who's living or I the lady that. that's living somewhere else. And, and that's what I said. I said, I, don't th- I think that they're going to negotiate this hard as they always do. Sure. I think they're going to use this as leverage if they can sign Robert Quinn, if they can trade for Robert Quinn. I think they're going to use this as leverage. Personally, my opinion, I would actually get the deal done with Tank regardless because I think that gives me an opportunity to have two outstanding passes. You think this deal should have done, been done? I'm going to yes. ask everybody here three months ago, yes. two months ago, whatever. I, I whatever think, month, whatever I don't time. Think I, would have, I don't think I would have even gotten to free agency. Now, of course, again, I'm not writing that check. And, yeah. and there may be things that I don't see about the salary cap that they do, obviously. But at the end of the day, the way I look at it is – this this signing is about much more than the amount of money and the player. It is about the fact that you ask this guy, show me. Show me another There's year. No you ask this guy to not only this. be a good player, but you ask him to be a good player. You ask him to be a leader. You ask him to, to, to bring his teammates along. And what did he do this year? No question. I think the, the success of that defense in large part was due not just to his play, but his leadership of all the other guys yeah. that were on that defense. He did all the things you wanted him to do. He checked all the boxes. For me... 
I say you pay a guy like that. Yeah. If, my opinion. if he'd had a bad season, they would have run to the table to offer him a low ball. They would have they would have rushed in there to lowball him, and he didn't have a bad season, and now they don't want to deal with it, and that's why don't they want to deal with it, David? Because it's going to be really expensive. Yeah, really, and, and here's really the part that, here's the part that we don't know. But then I they don't know. know that? I don't know yes, what the that's agent... what makes it frustrating is they decided to play this game by yeah. franchising him. They were like, do it again, and you'll be in line for even more money. Well, he did it again, and he's in line for more money, and now you have to pay him. Like, but that's here's how the that part: works. I don't know what the agent's asking. You're right. If the agent is asking, we want to be the highest paid defensive end in the NFL. Then I see why the Cowboys would be like, sorry, that but at the same, like you entered into that game. That's how this works. I That's how that. the market works. I get works. that, but that also means that now you have to negotiate it hard because you're not willing to make him. And nor, I don't think he should be the highest paid defense. I don't think he's the best defensive end in the NFL. So I don't think he should be paid as the best defensive end in the Kirk NFL. Kirk Cousins isn't close to being the best quarterback in the NFL. And that's but a the bad market, deal. The market. No, that, that's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. You don't. What's a bad? What's a bad deal for Lawrence? It's a three-year deal. What's wrong with that? What's a bad deal for Lawrence? Because you're paying him an amount of money that he's not due. Like he has not earned that amount of money. The market that's why says it's a bad. the market says that he did. No, so this is the no, team no, said no, that he. No, no. A team said the, that he did. That doesn't Vikings, say the market said the that he Vikings. Did. Paid for the potential for him to be right. good. He didn't. He doesn't have a winning record. He's never won a playoff game. Like I think that the, the market was, and that's what you have to do. You have it's, to pay for what's going to happen. That, that's my point. Is like that's how this works. It might not be fair, but it's like the one thing in this league that favors the players, and that's just that's how it works. Cowboys that's what that, happens. Cowboys are telling you they're willing to give him twenty million dollars. Yeah, that's what they're telling you. See, I don't think they're the telling you that is going to be rushed into anything i i don't think this is leverage for him or, or against him or anything like that because i mean at the end of the day he's got a 20 million dollar i mean franchise tag yeah but if he doesn't want to play on that franchise tag let's assume for a second that he just decides okay well i'm going to keep holding out he does a Le'Veon bell well if the cowboys have robert quinn now they're like, okay, you can go and sit, and we don't have to but pay you. He could sign. I think he'll still sign the deal and just play at twenty million. Yeah, the thing like about he'll it, sign the, the deal and go get a uh, surgery. That's what I'm saying. If he signs, if he signs the deal and doesn't play for you till October, the end of October, that that's a bad situation. That's, it, it, I, you know, this is going to sound really silly. I would rather trade him than live through that. Yes. I would rather yes. I would rather I trade him. I would rather trade him than live with him going into training camp, not being there every day. Uh, yeah, Jason, uh, any word on Lawrence yet? <laughs> no, Nick, no word. Uh, Brian, uh, yeah, Brian, uh, any word on Lawrence? Any signing on Lawrence? Any, anything going on? You know, we do and not it, have that information. Yeah, it's, it's, we can only focus on the players that are here. <laughs> if, we can only focus on the guys that are here. If the choice, Every no, day. If the choice is between trade him or, you know, again, I think we talked about this last week. Like, you get to training camp and he starts on PUP and he's wearing a jersey and no pads and doing hamstring conditioning for four weeks and then easing into it, like, in September and, you know, well, October, uh, we're, we're playing the Bills. He might be ready for, like, no. Get, no way. I don't want that. I don't want the headache. It's not going to make the team better. The relationship is going to be bupkis. Just no thank you. Yeah. And if he's not a happy player, I don't know if I necessarily want him in the locker room. If you can't find a way affecting other young players, if you can't find a way to get this deal done by the draft, but you I know it's funny, and, it, and again, here's things Which things think, that Brian says I think that's getting fired. Lunacy, just for the record, I think that's insane. <laughs> what is? Is he trading him? Oh. But I would rather just rip that bandaid off than draw this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to get a deal done. It's just a matter of timing, and I, that's what bothers me about this. Is I want the timing to happen now. I want him 
I want him in all of the mini camps and OTAs leading that defensive unit. That's what, what I want. I what, think that's, what were you going to say that necessary. was going to get you fired? Sorry. Oh, no, I was going <laughs> to. I was trying to get it, away from no, that. No, 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 no. This I, is good. This is good radio. No, no. Is, is he wrong? Is he wrong in his demands? Well, it depends on what he's asking for. If he's no, asking no, to I be mean, the highest but, paid defensive end, then I yeah. think he is wrong for that. Okay. You think he's wrong? No. Because I don't think he's the best defensive end. You don't think he's wrong? No. I don't think that's what he's asking for. But that's what I'm saying. I don't I know. know. I don't I know, know that. I don't really either. All I've heard is one comment from the agent at the Pro Bowl, and it sounded like it was. It's, it's like, what is this a big deal? I mean, it's twenty million. I mean, why? Why? Why is this taking so long? Is it starts at, at twenty million? So yeah, I, I don't, it starts, starts at twenty, at 20 yeah. million. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There, that's what I'm saying. At twenty it start, million, it, you've already said the Cowboys have already said, "Hey, we'll give you twenty million." Yeah. Once you once you said what we'll give, give you. Now let's now now where are we? Yeah. That means well, now we, my my, yeah. my counter offer is going to be twenty five. Well, we'd like to we'd like to we'd like to pay you. We'll give you twenty million, but we'd like to pay you sixteen a year. <laughs> it's I you know yeah. they, See, that's not going to work. Well, D Ford's contract was what seventeen a year. Please don't look at that contract. <laughs> Why? Please. No, no. That, that, oh, for that, them. For them. Yeah. They, they would love a D Ford. If they walked in right now and said, "We'll take D Ford money," the cow was oh. Well, here, here. isn't in the same stratosphere. That's what I'm saying. He's not even close. No, I know. I I, I'm saying that's that's that money. So he's way better, more than that. And There's no question. Well, these other that's, contracts that are going to be coming in, that's what they're waiting on here. These other, there's what? There's three other defensive ends. That are that clowny. We sound like Mickey oh, now. Yeah, clowny. So you just kind of you kind of want to see what chair. the market looks like, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Mickey's Mickey's the same. I don't, no, there's no reason for him to sign the, the deal. But that's also the interesting part about this defensive end. I think we would all agree is probably one of the most important positions yes. in the NFL. And that's and why... the fact that you have such premium names sitting out there that haven't been signed yet kind of suggests that they they need to kind of wait to see what the market does a little bit, right? But, but he's the best one, I think, in, in that group. And I think the Cowboys would is agree he, with oh, Clowney? Is he better than Clowney? Yeah. He's more reliable than Clowney. I think he's better well, than Clowney. Well, Clowney had some issues early but on. Has he, been, has he, has he not been reliable bandwagon. the last year or two? I'd rather he, have... I thought he played a ton of he's games these last two years. Watt. He's playing opposite. Watt's been the guy yeah, that hasn't been and reliable. He's also, he's also Tyron. He's Who's got playing a, right in? He's got an all-pro uh, playing Clowney. across the line from him. Hey, Watt. Watt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pull this up for you. Okay. Well, while, while he's pulling it up, I did have one other question for you on, on Robert Quinn. Let's assume for a second Cowboys are interested, Dolphins are interested how much are you willing to give? What kind of pick are you willing to give in order to acquire? Services? If I don't have another team involved and it's going to take me a twenty twenty pick, with the thought of maybe I don't know the compensatory fate of this team yet of what they've lost, we'll see. But if I was thinking you're going to, if you went twenty twenty, you could probably go a four. Would and you do a four this year, knowing you have two? That that might be if you had another team that was competing against you. Say if the the Saints who like to mess with you. That coach messes do, with you. He yeah, does. Do like to mess with he you. does. He, You're he, right. He, Clowney he, hasn't missed very many games. Yeah, in the last he's been two pretty years. reliable yeah. the last couple of years. Still think yeah. Tank yeah. is better. Hey, Maybe Clowney? so. I just I think they're I think they're comparable. I don't think one plays right better in. than the other. <laughs> you can play tight end. A right end. <laughs> yeah. That, this, Who plays? They rush from the right side. Scheme. They, they scheme put, nonsense. They put, they put a two time. <laughs> they put a two time defensive player of the year over on that left side. Scheme nonsense. Go away. But no, you know. The whole thing with I, I think that you have to think about if you don't if you don't get in they they took a four for their quarterback. Do you start at the four because you have two, or do you? Or if honestly, you, everything the Dolphins have done since they hired their new coach suggests that they're going full 
freaking tank. they're going full Brooklyn Nets like Tankapalooza. They're, it does kind of feel like it, that, doesn't what it? What does that team have right now? They are garbage. Sorry, Miami Dolphins. Wow. No, so, I mean, they're doing they have it on... a player you might want. They're trying to build it from the studs up. Yeah, they're trying to get yeah, rid of it. Yeah, but if you're doing that, oh, you they got, that, that means they have to get good value My back, point right? is, yeah. I'm trying to give a 2020 pick because that's when oh, they're no, trying that's to... What, yeah, that's yeah. what you're doing. I'm not trying to give picks that I'm using three weeks if from you now. Don't get but it, the Dolphins can have a 2020 pick if they just hang on to them. Depend, yeah, depending. And, and but, get a compensatory pick. Yeah, but it'd be for 2021. Then it's 2021. 2021. And also, then they're stuck paying his salary right, to play in a scheme that he doesn't fit in yeah, for a year. Yeah. And, and that'll decrease his value. Yeah. That decreases his value, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, give him, I'd give him a fourth, but I'd rather give him a fifth. But yeah, I mean, I'd start at five. If a fourth gets it done, if yeah, nobody that's else fine. is in, yeah, if I'm nobody gonna... else is in, let's go five. Yeah, I'd start with five and then go to the four. And, 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 and think I might get a compensatory next year for one of my guys. I mean, you're going to have all these, you know. Yeah, no, they are. Well, I mean, somebody, yeah. yeah. When they trade tank, they'll get a whole bunch of stuff for him. So that'll be cool. But I mean, I would, I would, I would give them a third if I got their fourth. Something like that. Move oh, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah those are always those are the fun yeah. trades. Where yeah. It's like, well, we got a third, but we gave up a fourth. Yeah, I mean, whatever. because they're they're picking late in the third. Cowboys late in the third. The Dolphins would be higher in the fourth. I would do that. Let me ask you this though: Three-fourths. since you brought it up real quick, would you would you take if someone gave you two picks for Tank that like that indie trade that we did on the draft would you, show? Yeah, would you pick the players that say indie trade twenty six fifty eight fifty nine? Would you pick the players or would you try and move that thing up? I think I'd rather just have three players. Sounds like this is a pretty deep draft from what I've heard. You guys yeah. would know more about that. Yeah. It sounds like a pretty deep draft, so I, maybe I keep the picks. And You think we could get 26 and 34 out of the Colts? Boy, I tell you what, that'd be – Both? Yeah. See, they, they hold they – hold for, 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 for a top five pass rusher? Yeah. Working for a defensive coordinator that knows him really well? On a team that's, you know, you got cap came, money. Did you do that went pretty deep in the Brian? playoffs? What's that? Would you do that in a heartbeat? I, I love Lawrence – I absolutely love Lawrence, and it would it would hurt your team. But I'm trying like hell to get Quinn to help myself to protect myself. See, which goes back. Derek made, the, and I agree with Derek. Which you know, that's rare for you and me. I know. I was to say, wow, that's but awesome. If you add Quinn to this team and sign Lawrence, you have taken a definitive step You're, forward. No, there's no question toward no winning question. a Super Bowl, which is the goal, right? That if is you the get, goal. If you get rid of Lawrence, even if you get a whole bunch of picks for him, the, don't try to sell me that you're going for the Super the Bowl problem, this year. You're going to get another the, taco? The problem I mean, like, is, that's my problem. Right. The problem or, is I get to whatever. July, and the guy had that shoulder know. surgery, I and he, it's October, know. and I'm not going to get anything for him next year. I know. I'm just saying, don't try to sell me that the Super Bowl is the goal if you get rid of that guy. Well, don't or, try and or, sell me we sign our own either. Well, good point. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our final break on that. We'll come right back. We're going to talk a little bit about Eric Berry and a couple other guys at Cowboys. Buy yourself, buy yourself. We'll do that when we come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. 
It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce the Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Probably get away with it, couldn't it? Have to start. Yeah. No, yeah, you we're cannot. Not sure, regulated. you could have done it. You could have done it last week when I wasn't on the show and I was on a beach tweeting you guys or texting you guys. But this yeah. week with me in studio, probably not a good idea. And and, and Andre Dillard, the Washington State tackle, mm-hmm. he is flying up the boards. And just so you guys know, if you're not catching the draft show, you're missing Appreciate out. That. You guys got to make sure you check that Thank out you. every Thursday. You talk about and him, we're going to, at some point, we'll let you guys know more details. We're going to actually take that thing on the road. We just found that out this morning. Vegas? We'll take it to a, no. Hawaii? No. We're just going to take it on Cancun? the road here in Dallas. Oh, concrete. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll be on the road yeah, here in Dallas. Road, AKA so you have come an see opportunity us, to come out and have some Miller Lights Come see us, us yeah. And uh, talk some drafts. So. Um, all right, let's get back into it. I want to talk about Eric Berry. He is the the final of the three that we're talking about today. Uh, <coughs> pretty eventful show. Today. Excuse me. He I mean, visited. Can he you imagine visited. Earl Thomas coming in and being the third segment. Pretty still like no, yeah. They visited the, the Texas guy. Be first segment. They, first, second, and third segment. Brian. They visited with an All Pro at the position that everyone in, that follows the Cowboys has been desperately trying to address for three years, and we're saving it for the third segment. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why. Because, and I'll ask you guys this question: If you if you look at Eric Eric, Eric Berry and where he is in his career, I would say of all the of the guys we've talked about today, he's the guy I'm least excited about bringing in. I would be more excited about Cobb and and Quinn than I would be about Eric Berry. But you guys feel free to. Well, I don't know about I don't know how bit. good he he would be, but I think it, as far as uh, likelihood to get him, I think he's the you know he's lower than 
than uh, Quinn, yeah. just because it, you're talking about a trade. I mean, I think this is Eric Berry, what he's gone through in his life and everything that that's happened to this point. He This is his last chance to really get big money, and I think he's going to go for that. And and I don't know if the Cowboys could be that. But team. is anybody going to be willing to pay well, Maybe, I, and I don't know if they will, actually. But And then it comes down to good fit, good need. And, and I think that, and I was thinking about this with Quinn as well, I think if you look at the Cowboys' defense, if I'm a defensive player and I have the option to come here, I, I think the Cowboys would rank right up there with any of the other teams as far as this team is good enough to go win i mean if you're a defensive end or a safety you've got two badass linebackers there in between you've got a pro bowl corner you've got a pro bowl defensive end maybe another one in quinn i mean it, it would be attractive to come here for, for this team can i ask think? you a question though you hate my scheme questions yeah no mm. does he fit they don't they don't like what he can do he's a great yeah go ahead no go go no it's a, i like it <laughs> tell that me. a good voice i Tell appreciate me. that <laughs> Does he fit? I think he fits. I mean, and if, I'll if, tell you if you why. think of, if you think of where, what you have with Xavier Woods, he fits which, wherever he plays. <laughs> wherever he plays, no, I disagree. I think put him in the box. That's fine. What can he do at this point in his career? I know he can tackle. I know he can tackle, and that's what I want my box safety to do anyway. Okay, he's probably better lost. Jeff Heath, right? Yes, better than Jeff. Yes, yeah. better Jeff Heath. Better Jeff Heath. Pro Bowl pedigree, all pro caliber work ethic. Put him in a locker room with Xavier Woods there and all go. these other twenty-three-year-old defensive About backs. About time you shown some passion for some players. And you're getting talking to you pisses me off. Yeah. You're getting two. You're getting two. <laughs> you need really, to be on every week. I like you're pissed off. Two <laughs> really great Pro Bowl caliber players <laughs> yeah. in one signing. Yeah, because there you, go. you because you would get Eric Berry at safety and you would get Jeff Heath at special teams and Jeff Heath if he played just special teams would be a Pro Bowler. Not only well, that, that that's that's smart. Right Jeff there. Heath at third safety too because we yeah. know they like to do that. That's that is the role he was meant for. I yeah. want him on this team. Right. I don't want him starting hundred. About third of the safety snaps. Gardner Johnson from Miami. I don't want to spend my second round pick on that guy. Well, if they have Eric Berry. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, let me ask you this question though. Does it not <laughs> scare you guys? He's only played three games in two years. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. He's and he he's played in three games in two years. Right. He didn't make it through That's one of those. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I mean you now have you would now have two players that you worry about during the games. Which to answer your question, Sean well, Lee. Yeah, yeah. He's the Sean Lee of yeah. safeties. That's what you keep saying. Yeah. Bobby Belt. Good it's a good line. It's a great line. But I rank him second behind Quinn. No disrespect to Randall Cobb. Like I think, you know, but that's high praise because you said in the first segment you said that you said that you thought the the signing of Randall Cobb was a really great signing. It is, yeah. but if you're getting even if you're getting a healthy Eric Berry, even if he's like three steps slower than he used to be, I think it's an upgrade. I think everything I know about the guy, I've never met him, but everything I've ever heard is that he would be a hugely positive influence in the same vein as a Sean Lee. A guy who would take these young dudes under his wing. And again, if he's healthy, play at a great level. Maybe not an all-pro level, but better than what we've seen from that position. I think it would be huge. And the only reason I wouldn't do it is cost. And I just I have a hard time believing a guy that's only made it through two games in the last two years who's yeah. 30 and, you know. Yeah, but what about, what do we, we were kind of thinking, we were hoping for, we were hoping for Earl Thomas. Remember, oh, me, I was going, one more day, one more day. Survive more. And the next even, thing you know, they just blow you away. And, and we were talking about, well, can Earl stay healthy? Can he, you know. I don't think that's close you don't to think the same pe- you don't thing. Think I don't people are th- you don't You think people are thinking about this guy as not being healthy at all? 
Right? I mean, that's when you only play three it. games in two years, yeah, that, that scares the heck out of me. You're talking, what did Earl broke a bone? That's a freak. Like, we're talking about. has got a heel problem. Talking about Achilles, ligaments. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. Now, you guys have gone from the top of the mountain to, like, jumping off the cliff. No. You have. Everybody's, no. like, all excited about no, no, this, no, no. and now you're up. killing my vibe As on this always, guy. you're excited about it. At, Am I right, Nick? At a price. Why did he miss? Why did he miss two years ago? He tore his Achilles, Achilles in the third quarter of the first game of the year. Yeah, and then last year, last year he's he had heal. a very severe bone spur that it, I don't know if it was related to the Achilles, but it's like a it's got its own name. I don't remember what it is, but it's like a bone spur that digs into your Achilles, and Ouch. supposedly it hurts like it's called. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. a bitch. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Does he so, fix that? Is that going? I mean, it sounds like it. He played in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So he sure did. I would assume. No, no, but you guys, it. you guys had me going. No, but here's the you thing. You had me no. going, and now all of a sudden we're like the. You're like in the, the second wave of free agency. I'm you're not getting. I'm, I'm, you're not yes, getting hey, players. I'm, I'm, in. And don't, in. No, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm saying that I think I'm trying to temper my expectations a little bit because this is the classic example of huge upside, but there's a lot of risk involved, right? Yeah. And if a guy's only played three games in two years, there's a ton of risk. But there's if you can no get the money to work, in, there's no risk involved if it's at the right price. Right. If you get the yeah. money to work, you mitigate the risk, and then all you're doing is looking at potential upside. So from that standpoint, I think if they can get the right deal, the right one year deal, then this could work. This I'd could work even, really, really well. You guys it, are going uh, all I would in, not aren't do you? A one year deal. I would do. How, it, what would you do? I would do a three year deal. Oh, no, I'm scared I'm, of that. Okay, would you I'm give? Doing a one year I, I asked. I asked for. I Earl, mean, I'm front loading a lot of it. Earl Thomas money, but, yeah. but it, I don't know. I haven't. I can't the money trust Earl Thomas got in. No, no, no. Two years, eleven million guaranteed. Sign me up. Let's okay. go. Yeah, I yeah. can okay. do something like Meet that. Meet in the middle. But all I'm saying is, this guy's doing great. Even we saw it with Suafilo. Suafilo had one good start against Fletcher Cox, and we're like, "Whoa, is this his one year deal? He's, he'll be back again." Right, Nick, give me a break, okay? I'm sorry about what? that. What? No, no. I love. <laughs> I love Suafilo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I was the one doing it. I was like, I I don't want yeah, him for one year. That's a that's it's a, a different thing. But I'm just saying that. No, this guy blows up. You don't want to have to do this again. No, Just but for two years. That's no. That's I. I hear what you're saying, but if a one year deal gets it done, that's fine because you can get a comp pick for him if he blows up. You can draft a guy this year that can step in. One year deal is fine. And not only that, I'd rather do a two. But if you but, do a two, that's not very much money, and he blows up, you're still going to have to be back at the negotiating table probably because he's going to be like, I deserve more money. Uh, so you don't have to fight anyone else though. Maybe, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it becomes very messy, and it ends up in the situation where you got to. We got a lot of guys. What Brian fight. is saying, you yeah. got to, you got to go ahead and just trade him. Just yeah. go ahead and trade him. Maybe. If the right. Texans, if the Texans got Honey Badger for seven million last year, I just can't imagine it would cost a ton more right. to sign Eric Berry. I just think you get him on a one year, and let's just see. It's a prove it kind of deal. I would pay him. I might be willing to even pay him eleven million. Yeah, no, I might even pay him like that seven million for a year, hey. right? But I would give him more money for that one year, but I don't. Done. All I don't these one-year deals, though, you better, you better get D-Law re-signed because that five for Cobb, what, eight for Barry or mm. something like that, 11 for um, Quinn, if that happens. I'm just saying. But that all goes off the book next you year. You, you can't well, play around with one-year deals, though. They're one year. They go in. So no, I mean, saying they is, love the one-year deals. Yeah, though. I, I know, but, but I'm that's saying my you, point. You've got to get the $20 million dollar one-year deal you got to work on that i got it but i, I guess the way saying. i look at it Poor is trading. the one-year deals i'm okay with the one years because <laughs> <laughs> after, now after, after this year when, when you got a lot more contracts, long-term contracts right you have to do 
that's kind of how you play this game is you look for those kind of bargain deals. And guess what? There are going to be more people like that are in the same situation as Robert Quinn, same situation as Eric Berry next year that if you want to go out and do one-year deals with those kind of guys, go do them. It happens every year that there are veterans who, like, like Dave said earlier, had that bad year, and now they're available on the cheap. So that's how you play that game, in my opinion. I, I get it. But I'll do what? How, how, okay, but how much are you talking about with, with Eric Berry? Eight? Let's just say I, that's the. I don't even know. I don't that's know. the. And yeah. that's he left here. I guarantee you know this is the first time he's ever been a free agent. He's gonna look around and it all. I mean, it's the same thing as the draft. All it takes is somebody to let's, be like, yeah, we'll give you twenty million dollars. Let's just say nine. The Ravens swoop. You know, did you see the other offer that Earl Earl Thomas was weighing a one year twelve million dollar offer from the Chiefs and was about ready to sign it. and was about ready to sign it and the Ravens were like, well, we'll give you fifty. Yeah. So who the hell knows? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, I think Earl, I think Earl didn't want to say anything nice about the Cowboys. That's fine. I, He's I, probably a little bit no, not I mean, happy. Yeah, yeah no, because that's I, probably where he wanted to yeah, go. He probably I, I assumed think, it was going to work out. Yeah, he's going to say Kansas City was in the picture. You know, when maybe yeah. Dallas might have been the pick. He just doesn't want to mention Dallas yeah, by that's name. Fine. Either way, he knows still, he got in trouble by mentioning Dallas the first time. He upped his, running over he, here. And he upped his Garrett. money substantially at the eleventh hour. That's my only. Point. You know, it only takes one team. He You're might right. have been pissed off the day before that game, and then whoever they were playing, he would yeah. have chased down that coach and been yeah. like, "Come get me!" When they kicked me to the yeah. Who knows? All right, let's uh, let's quickly. I want to take one call before the show's up. We have a call from Brian in Iowa. Brian, what up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I have a couple of questions. Uh, a couple of my uh, Iowa Hawkeye players, T.J. Hawkinson and Noah Fant. If it's possible, if Dallas would want to trade up to get one of those tight ends, and then um, if Dexter Lawrence had a chance to fall in, in Cowboys' lap, what would you guys think he would look like alongside Woods and uh, Lawrence and, and possibly Quinn in, in that line? Thank you. Nice little draft show question. Yeah, so that, yeah, that that's tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the draft uh, show. Both those tight ends go in the first round. I would give a finger to have either of those tight ends Ooh. on this team. Yeah. But they got a knife. The cost, the cost is large. If you trade that defensive end, yeah. Hey, hey, you want to trade number <laughs> and we ninety? Go full circle, right? Woo, back to here the we go. Trade old number ninety. Yeah. Now we're taught. Now you're at twenty six, and you have fifty eight and fifty nine, and you <laughs> yeah. can go up to fifteen and, and get Hawkinson. Let's go. There's no way they're going to use a high pick on a one technique. Lawrence is from Clemson. Mm-hmm. What and, if he he said fall in their laps though? You think they'd use fifty eight on him? Not that he'll fall that far, but. I don't know. I mean, if if they had to, I think that you'd have to. I think he's going to go. Okay, if he falls in your lap, yes, consideration. I personally think they're going to take that Boston College. I know defense. you've you've made yourself pretty well. My guy was on Even TV during the show. Robert Did Quinn? you see that? What's that? Even if they go get Robert Quinn, you still think they would go and and the bo- the bo- Yeah, I think I think it's going to be about depth and I mean, we're talking one year deals and stuff and all that. I still think they need. They feel like they need defensive ends. It'll defensive get real ends and safety. Then, right? yeah. yeah, that's okay. Yeah, fight it out. Tristan Hill. Jonathan Abram was on NFL Network. I know. I saw him. He looked good. That's, that's pick 58. Can you tell us a little bit more? Who is he? I don't know. Mississippi, Mississippi State, State safety. Guy. Garrett loves this guy. Hits, hits like what an number? SOB. 38? What number at Mississippi State? 38. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've seen him. You like him? He's oh, uh, he's what? <laughs> yes. Well, he must have had a good day that day. He they killed played Arkansas. Arkansas yeah. Yes, but he's like a linebacker safety. Looks he's like what, Palomalu. Uh, yes. He's what yeah. Jason Garrett would call an RKG. Yeah, he and is. he's going to be available fifty eight. Uh, probably not. I was about to say if he's that good, I if he's on know. NFL Network, we're not picking him at fifty eight. We're picking him at thirty four after we trade Tank to the Colts. Told you this. Got it. My bad. Right. What, what are we doing? I, I'm just tomorrow at eleven a.m. We'll sort we'll, it all. Yeah, out. we'll sort it all. <laughs> I got the headline on this show. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll Cluster. be back. Tank to the Colts. <laughs> we, we will be back next week. Next Wednesday, we'll have more talk. Hopefully, there will be more signings. Uh, maybe a Robert Quinn in the building. We'll see. Yeah. Until then, for Nick Eben, Dave Hellman, Brian Broaddus, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?